0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tony's Game Lounge, the World Tour Season I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and today we actually head back down to Georgia where we are joined by a brand new guest. We are joined today by Oso Dubs.
2: Hello. How's it going?
1: (laughs) Whoa. I'm doing great, Oso. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, you know, just uh, living the life out here.
1: Oh That's uh, that's, that's pretty good. I have a question. I forgot to ask Freezy this when he was on two weeks ago. How sweet are Georgia peaches?
2: You know, fun fact, uh, I actually am not a huge fan of actual peaches. Uh, I like the flavoring, like I'll have like a peach tea or something, but I don't like the texture of peaches, to be honest, but that's to each
1: each their own. (laughs) I don't eat many peaches, so it's hard for me to say whether I'm a fan or not. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the flavorings are great the peach tea is fantastic
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey hey good to know and hey because you're brand new here uh we're not only asking you about peaches down down here today no we're gonna be asking you uh some other questions for the passport check i want your favorite video game favorite video game character and favorite video game soundtrack
2: all right well i think my favorite game has to go back um Many many years, and obviously a lot of people still play it. But Sonic Adventure Two Battle might be my favorite game of all time. Growing up, oh, man, I played it. I mean, as a kid, just all the time. And um, growing up and getting into, you know, streaming and speedrunning, starting to speedrun that game was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Sonic Adventure Two Battle for sure. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of people that listen in probably have that that same sentiment (laughs) so um (laughs) it really was just just a great iconic classic sonic game it
1: really is it stands the test of time pretty well
2: it really has i know people are begging for 3d sonic games with similar movement and mechanics uh i think frontiers did a good job though i liked frontiers a lot it
1: did did good it did really good i i like a lot of things about frontiers the only thing i really dislike is the ending on hard mode,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, I I I finished it. I finished the game, and I was wondering. I honestly had to like think about what actually just happened, and I don't think that's a good sign for, you know, an ending of a game. Usually, you yeah. should be able to round it out pretty cleanly. And this one, I was I was very confused, so I had to like sit back and think about what actually just happened. And oh, whatever. <laughs> Second, Frontiers Two coming soon, right? Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, what about favorite video game character? Oh, man. Uh, it's hard for me not to pick Sonic because obviously, you know, with Sonic Adventure 2 being your favorite game, it's, it's hard not to uh, like him as a character as well. I think my favorite two characters that weren't necessarily the main characters, I always liked Knuckles. Knuckles was always kind of my favorite character in the Sonic franchise. And then from Mario, I was actually a big Luigi fan. I loved Luigi. I loved Luigi's mansion. And uh, just like whenever there was a Mario game, like Mario Party, I'd always pick Luigi. Growing up, Mario Kart, always picked Luigi. Now I picked Toad, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think uh, those are my two favorite characters, uh, game characters growing up. And just even now, like Knuckles and, and Luigi were always my favorites.
1: Thoughts on Idris Elba as Knuckles and Charlie Day being Luigi?
2: Uh, it's it's funny because I I wasn't sure what to expect with Charlie Day and I saw the preview and the little he has the little audio bit in that uh, trailer and I I actually liked it a lot I thought it was I thought it was great um, I I think he's gonna fit the character well just the chaotic nature of Luigi really works for Charlie Day obviously just being a chaotic human but <laughs> and Idris Elba I thought he nailed it in the Sonic movie I thought he I thought he really did I thought he I thought it was perfect I um. It was kind of, you know, the mix of confusion and, like, adding a little bit of comedic aspect to it just because he's, like, not the most... He's very literal, and I thought Idris Elba did a really good job with that, and I don't know. I, I'm thinking back to some of his lines, and I'm sitting here <laughs> laughing at myself.
1: <laughs> nice. You looking forward to the Knuckles series when that eventually makes its way out?
2: Yeah, I am. It's funny. I... um Oh, what's the streaming service that the Sonic movies Paramount are on? Paramount Plus? Paramount, yeah. So I, I got Paramount Plus after I saw Sonic 2, and once it got released on Paramount Plus. And like many people uh, have done, they pay for a streaming service and forget to cancel it. So I haven't actually opened Paramount Plus in like three or four months. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's still getting charged every month.
1: <laughs> well, soon, hey, soon. Soon that Knuckles series will be out. And I think it's next year we get the third Sonic movie.
2: Uh uh Yeah, but it's I think it's December 2024. Ah so, so it's, it's like it's, it's like almost two years from now. It's it's very unfortunate because man, I mean uh It's I,
1: gonna be big. It's people are expecting it to uh, take some loose inspiration from SA2 since And I hope they Shadow. do. I
2: think I think I think it would make a lot of sense to go that route. Um obviously it's not really a spoiler anymore cuz I think yeah, it's the movie's it's, been, out, the
1: movie's been out for god knows how long now. We can talk about Shadow. We can we can we can talk about that now. Um, but
2: yeah, I'm intrigued with you know who they're going to cast for Shadow. Oh yeah, how they're going to cuz that hasn't been announced yet, so it's like uh, I mean how edgy are you gonna make him? I mean he is edgy the hedgy you got you got edgy the hedgy
1: who's yeah, and we you also gotta... gotta think are they gonna do like anything with maria at all as well
2: yeah, that's you know it, it, they haven't really set a good um i mean they're really for, leaving for they're Egg leaving Man. it
1: uh, they're leaving a uh, a nice little they're keeping us wondering
2: yeah, no, for sure i think the the only interesting thing is that the whole story with s a two is it's Eggman's grandfather. And in the movies, Jim Carrey says that he was an orphan. So it, they kind of leave that that room open for, well, maybe he knows of his parents because he's, you know, obviously the smartest man in the world. He Maybe he knows of them, but they, you know, put him up for adoption because his grandfather was an evil genius or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So they're leaving a big open window for pretty much everything anything that the writers want to do if they want to match the games they can because it's all it's all available for them they haven't set any precedent of eggman's family they've just said he's an orphan so we don't know we don't know Uh, and lastly favorite video game soundtrack you know i've been thinking about it i think i have i think i have my answer oh sonic r Okay. You Sonic know what? It's R. not a
1: it's not a bad it's not a bad one right there.
2: Nineteen ninety seven. That game is and this is a shout out to <laughs> Drew Kirch who got me into that game <laughs> when he first uh we went to school together. He's on on you know, he he's one of my mods on Twitch, but he uh he got me into that game when we were in school and I remember I have like this I still have the C D, like the C D ROM game for Sonic R when I was a kid. Um and he reminded me of it. And he was like, "Oh, that was my favorite game growing up." And just listening to that, to that soundtrack is is it's heat. It's it, heat. it really <laughs> is
1: one of the most <laughs> unique soundtracks a Sonic game has ever seen.
2: Definitely, without a doubt.
1: <laughs> uh, well, hey, with that, with that now out of the way, it's time for us to dive into our headline of the week. And boy, we got a doozy. So, if you people remember last year, Neopets they had a data breach. It com- compromised over 69 million Neopets accounts and a former player who was unaware of that breach, uh, was also unaware that the site still had her info. So she- she's suing them. Uh, it's being proposed as a class action lawsuit in California. So other people will be able to step forward if this thing continues. Uh, and it'll be God, God knows how, how much this will go. Uh, the hacked information uh, included e-names, email addresses, passwords, and other personal information of the Neopets account holders. The hacker was looking to sell all that data for four Bitcoin, or around $100,000 at that time. Uh, Bianca Negrin, who is the one suing Neopets, is looking for the court to deem the lawsuit a class action, so that way more people can be brought forward uh, damages are to be determined at a later time the is also looking for the court to order jumpstart who own neopets uh to make substantial security changes to protect future user information yeah this, yeah. this thing is it's messy like it was a big data breach thankfully i never played neopets as a child <laughs> but either. you gotta think, think this yeah. is like more than just the u.s this is you're you're looking at at least like lots of places over north america
2: yeah and it's it's funny cuz i when i when i saw this on your on your headline i i actually work in insurance as like my full time job and so i my immediate thought was like man i hope they have some good insurance that you know covers this stuff cuz a lot of a lot of uh insurance companies will exclude things like privacy and data breach unless they have like a cyber policy or something like that but yeah i mean oof this could be a pricey one when it turns into a class action, especially in a litigious state like California, um, which is a highly litigious state. um, It's uh, it could be, it could be messy. Even if, even if the, you know, even if the case isn't one, just defense costs with that many people, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big one.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a wait and see right now. We'll see where things go within the coming weeks, if not months. Um, And hopefully we'll have more, news on it as this story progresses it's nice to see uh you know know, it's better to see uh, a different video game company in the uh, who's getting sued industry because we already saw enough of blizzard for the past what two years (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's a
2: messy one as well
1: (laughs) oh yes it is we've covered that that for god knows how long and uh, if you want to hear more of that just just go find some older episodes Uh, With that, it's time for us to now dive into the week in review and talk about what else happened in the world of video games, card
0: games, and tabletop games. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And to start
1: things off, we had some pretty big games that came out this past week. Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden are now available everywhere alongside persona five and now we just ask the question of is atlas brave enough to put persona one and two uh on modern platforms as well the answer probably not but who knows maybe maybe they'll surprise us in doing that instead of giving us persona six Uh, And also, Fire Emblem Engage came out. The brand new Fire Emblem, where you get to play as brand new characters, but also older characters from Fire Emblem games past, because Marth, Roy, Celica, um, I don't know who else is in the game as a past character, but you got those three for sure. I think Krom, but I might be wrong. But you you got some past characters making cameos as... basically an accessory of sorts because they're they're like a summon system almost like in Final Fantasy. But hey, it's looking cool. I'm probably going to pick up the game this weekend actually. Uh and and dive back into the World of Fire Emblem.
2: Yeah, I uh haven't really played much Fire Emblem, but I will say Chrom is my main in in uh in Smash. Oh heck I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not good at Smash, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I uh I think I, I remember I um uh back when back before ultimate when you could play online i did like a net play against savic in um melee and just got demolished and it was yeah it, it kind of told me like yeah i can beat my friends in real life but these gamers that i that i know online they just just completely destroy me in that game so
1: <laughs> yeah I, i'm the same way i dare not challenge any of my streamer friends that i've met with <laughs> smash bros because i know that my my hometown skills are not good enough
2: yeah it's it's yeah it's a doozy some 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 of these some of these gamers are just a different breed
1: that that <laughs> they are uh diving into the world of video game news oh boy uh the biggest one of all the last of us mm-hmm. the tv show on hbo it has premiered and my god has it, it it's done amazing things it's they they fucking went all out of this and i i still haven't watched it i need to watch it but I it's either, looking but really man, good man
2: i it it's funny cuz I, I i i haven't played the last of us but Same. i've watched it i've watched people play it and i've you know seen a bunch of clips on tiktok and whatnot especially now with the tv show and, and seeing like the accuracy and the, the attention to detail that they've put in to match or to an extent match or line up uh the details from the game and convert them into the show. It's it's really a sight to be seen, you know. Uh the Witcher could take notes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry.
1: And, and uh reminder, if you live in Alberta, um you keep an eye out for some landmarks in the background because uh the, sh- the show was shot all across Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton, uh even like some of the areas like legit uh I know for a fact that uh uh, one scene will be in my the university building that I went to university in.
2: Wow, yeah, like, That's it's awesome,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. And the here and here's the thing, I have some insider info I cannot disclose until uh legit uh, the finale comes out. But uh, if you if you know how The Last of Us ends, that that's all I'm gonna say. If you know how The Last of Us ends, <laughs> y- then you'll be it'll be a nice thing to see.
2: I was gonna say you're treading a fine line. I'm treading a very <laughs>
1: fine line, and I only know this because of other things that again I cannot say because I don't want people to get in trouble because that episode has not yet come to air.
2: That's funny, because you get the you get the last of us filmed near where you went, and uh the other zombie apocalypse show, uh The Walking Dead, was filmed in Atlanta. So Oh, yeah, yeah. nice. So so I get that, even though I'd never saw it or anything
1: (laughs) yeah i've never watched the walking dead at all i've seen really oh
2: wow
1: i've seen clips i I it's not 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 for me not for me
2: yeah zombie apocalypse shows you know they they get to a certain point where they get a little repetitive yeah i remember uh oh my gosh what's the movie uh will smith why am i blanking oh i know exactly what you're talking about too um I'm Googling it. It's not
1: Independence <laughs> Day. Is No,
2: no, it's no, no, Day. no. That's the alien. I am there. legend. I am legend. Thank yes. You. Yes. I am legend was like the kind of the the showrunner. It kind of started all of the whole zombie apocalypse trend. I feel like, I mean, maybe there's something before it that really got it going, but that was in 2007. So
1: rockstar there in the news because grand theft auto trilogy is back on steam as it was taken off steam because it was bad. They somehow fucked up porting a game, three games actually. So it's back, fixed, also with Steam Deck compatibility and fifty percent off.
2: There you go. Hey, love a good deal. Love, love yeah, a It's good a deal. good. It's a
1: good deal. <laughs> and uh, if the games are fixed now, then you sh- then hey definitely give them, give them that playthrough because he, at least San Andreas. San Andreas is definitely the most worth it of the three, in my opinion
2: yeah if you're a gta fan and you got you know 50%. exactly exactly
1: uh in w- weird crossover news someone's created an elden ring geo guesser wow uh and fun <laughs> fact this isn't the first time a video game world has gotten a geo guesser type game as both world of warcraft and genshin impact also have one of these
2: here's some big maps this is a that's quite a lot of effort to put in but hey you know i bet there's plenty of people who are like that one guy on tiktok who takes 0.5 seconds to determine exactly where the location is (laughs) exactly (laughs) opens up a picture oh yeah that's in norway click done five meters away
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's wild they've probably those people also probably play like the same maps day in and day out to memorize that shit
2: yeah no absolutely like that is probably their
1: their livelihood but yeah, uh in some sad news, my, in sad news, but you know, major companies do that. Microsoft has made some major layoffs that impacted both Bethesda and 343 Industries. I believe the number was like 10,000 employees. Yeah, and that's not it for the tech center se- tech sector. Google has also laid off an additional 12,000 employees.
2: Oof. Man, you you really hope for you know. Um obviously these these employees Likely have a pretty good skill set, and they'll be able to you know transition. But you really, you really feel for them, you know.
1: Yeah, you definitely do. And another crossover news: Power Wash Simulator is getting the unexpected crossover of Tomb Raider, where you get to clean Laura Croft's house top to bottom. Everything that's inside this mansion, including the mansion itself, is dirty. It's time for you to go clean it.
2: I mean. Wow, what an excellent game to start. Um shout out Drew and Bill, because they got me on that game and they they will they, they'll, they'll just they'll crack open a, a beer and just play Power Wash Simulator for hours. And you know, I'm a little bit more uh in need of excitement than them. So uh <laughs> I can't really keep up. But
1: yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> uh the the collaboration is to celebrate the game's release for console. And uh, so it comes out January 31st alongside its console release. And uh, also a fun fact about Power Wash Simulator. If you want to see exciting Power Wash Simulator gameplay, uh, the game was speed ran at uh, AGDQ. Wow, Six people, uh, one car. (laughs) Well, multiple cars, but uh, it it was quite the sight to see. And uh, if you don't turn down your headphones, it will deafen you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh in some movie news the john wick director chad staleski he's been recruited to direct rainbow six the movie that's exciting will reportedly star michael b jordan Ooh,
2: mbj nice yeah, yeah uh, exciting that's, that's
1: to exciting see. uh i the, the, the uh the tom clancy stuff usually does well whenever they make the film or television adaptation
2: yeah, they've you know they've done a know that already. And...
1: Jack Ryan is pretty popular. So uh, Rainbow Six, hey people, people know Rainbow Six. I feel like they could get a good movie out of this. Have a little, you know, have a little enemy counter at the top right. It just makes adds that <laughs> realism of being in a Rainbow Six.
2: <laughs> God, hey, when you get a yeah, when you get a big big star like Michael B. Jordan, uh, like a big action film star. You can really you can make something special with that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually.
1: Uh, hey, this is TCG news, but uh, it's ca- it's pretty big because uh, we finally have some release news on Disney's Lorkana. Uh We know that it will be launching August 18th, according to some IGN reports in the United States of America, Canada, the UK, Germany, and France in select local game stores. The full retail release will be September first. I don't know how you gotta. I don't know what the selection process is for being one of the local stores to get the cards first. Uh, but uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see because apparently the game is. We still, the only thing is, we don't know the rules yet. <laughs> we still don't know the rule set, So I think at this point we're just gonna call it uh, Disney Yu Gi Oh because uh, <laughs> fuck the rules. I, they have money.
2: Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey, any type of card game like that, kind of the foundation is making sure the rules make sense. So I'm sure it's Disney. You know, they'll figure out a way to do it and they'll exactly. figure out a way to pump a lot of money uh, out of it as well. So <laughs>
1: uh, in some DLC news, Marvel's Midnight Suns, the good, the bad and the undead releases January twenty sixth, which adds Deadpool into the game. Always nice to see Deadpool in media love to
2: see them love it (laughs)
1: uh the callisto protocol has added a new update adding new game plus into the game and fixing more bug issues uh minecraft's latest snapshot has now turns auto jump off by default so you no longer have to go into your settings menu and turn it off manually anymore because that was a thing for god knows how long uh also google stadia is dead Q Rip. Crab rave doo, doo, seriously. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is it is uh, it is officially dead. Kind of uh, kind of crazy, but in response to that streamer Color, who has over six thousand hours in Red Dead Redemption Two, on Stadia specifically, was surprised by Rockstar with a merchandise care package, which is pretty sick. It came yes. with official art books, t shirts, a mug. And a whole bunch of other things with Red Dead Redemption and Rockstar on it.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know when you put in the hours and you know, you get rewarded by the, you know, company itself. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's
1: it's pretty cool, unless your names are Square Enix, in which case, like there are like I think a hundred like even like there are there are like hundreds of people with over ten thousand hours in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> what did they get? True. Nothing.
2: Nothing. Nothing for you. <laughs> uh, in
1: fun little modding news, Wallace from Wallace and Gromit has been modded into Sonic Adventure 2 uh, as an Eggman skin.
2: I saw this, and just the the running is is, is something else. Because uh, I saw him doing City Escape, like they switched out the characters, so it could be Eggman on City Escape, and just seeing Wallace just <laughs> running down the street is uh quite a sight to see cheese
1: grommet
2: yeah it's uh it's something
1: (laughs) uh and lastly in the world of video game news strays publishing and development team uh they started raising money for various cat charities because of course you do yeah Um, of course they've teamed up with a bunch of like humane societies all over the world and uh specifically uh, one story that came out, Brendan Gepson of the Nebraska Humane Society says that it was able to offer some game codes on social media in exchange for $5 donations towards their work. They raised $8,000 from wow. that. That's awesome. Uh, I, I saw a few other humane societies raised like 4,000, 6,000. And it's just from the game codes alone. That is incredible.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. And, you know, for that game as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, Fantastic game. And I don't know if you've have you played it. Oh, I've, I
1: have I I have platinumed it. Oh wow. I, I, I platinumed that game when it came out.
2: Two playthroughs. It's all you need. Yeah, I I I also uh did the playthrough when I when it first came out and it was it was a lot of fun. I was uh just absolutely distraught at the beginning of the game, obviously, as many yes. people were so <laughs> watching people, the yeah. poor poor little cat who we nicknamed Bartholomew. Um just fall very far and the other cats just looking at him i might cry just thinking about it
1: <laughs> uh, but that's it for the world of video game news in the world of tcg uh starting with pokemon crown zenith that is out right now this is the last sword and shield set before scarlet and Violet's base set comes out march 31st Big, big there. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, starting with our Master Duel updates, the new Anti-Meta Festival, which is called, I believe, the Theme Deck Festival or something along those lines, that is currently going on until the end of the month. So if you want to duel with decks that aren't and uh, not deal with meta decks, so no Sword Soul, the good heroes are all gone, no Despia, no... Oh, God. Basically, anything that you've hated dueling in the meta, it's gone. Not not allowed in this festival. Only decks that are not meta. It's specifically putting an emphasis on the decks that you use in solo mode. But uh, it's pretty cool. I've gotten both rewards. The rewards suck this time around, though. Not going to lie. It's uh, two icons that you can get in the title plus the gems. But, uh, yeah, the, the rewards suck. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, In the world of TCG for Yu-Gi-Oh, however, the Dark Magician Girl Accessories and Photon Hypernova both come out February 9th. The Structure Deck Beware of Trap Tricks drops February 24th. And the 25th Anniversary Edition Collection of Yu-Gi-Oh, that comes out on April 21st. And lastly, in Magic the Gathering News, Phyrexia All Will Be One drops February 7th digitally and February 10th physically. Uh, And then we're preparing for the next main set, March of the Machine, which drops April 21st. And then we also have some collaborations coming out soon. Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth. We are expecting that within a few months, I believe. And also, uh, they'll be getting a Doctor Who collaboration set. So, uh, if you like Doctor Who, you can play the Doctor in Magic in, obviously, non-legal matches, obviously. Because I don't think there'll be legal cards, but... You can you can use the TARDIS in Magic the Gathering now. <laughs> and lastly, in tabletop board game news, Funko Pops uh, will be getting a Dungeons & Dragons line based off of the movie coming out with pre-orders available now. Ooh,
2: love a good Funko Pop.
1: I, I do too. I'm waiting for some new Kingdom Hearts ones to drop
2: eventually. Nice. Yeah, I think I've only got about um, six or seven. And yeah, I think, you know, once you get you know your first five, it turns into fifty really quick. So I gotta be careful. <laughs> Thankfully,
1: like the I have like all of the Kingdom Hearts ones that are like the main series. I don't have like any of the specialty like the Sonic Sonic Sora Donald and Goofy as like their Tron or Halloween Town or any of their alt costumes. I don't have any of those because I'm like no that that's I'm gonna spend too much money on those. So I just yeah, I usually go for ones. the.
2: I usually go for the mainline ones like there's always the alternates you know like Spider-Man has like 40 (laughs) I feel like but I try to I I don't know I feel like for me um, when it comes to collecting those things I try to just get whatever is like the normal outfit or whatever like I think the only variation I have is like Obi-Wan Kenobi in his Clone Wars armor from Star Wars but uh, that's probably the only like uh, variant one I have but I like it a lot so
1: yeah they're good Uh, But that is the week in review, and now it's time for us to look to the week ahead to see what games are coming out. So here's what should be on your radar for January 23rd to 29th.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar.
1: And starting off big, uh, uh, no game releases on the Monday, but on Tuesday... 4 spoken comes out for the playstation 5 and pc this is that big new square enix game that's coming out where the main character is isekai'd into a fantasy world uh we also have risen that comes out on the playstation 4 xbox one and switch world war z makes its way to the next gen consoles on the ps5 and series x and Mahokenshi kenshi comes out for the pc No game releases on Wednesday, but on Thursday, Devolver Tumble Time comes out on the iOS and Android devices. Hitman World of Assassination, which is basically Hitman 3. Hitman 1, 2, and 3 of modern day. They've all been put together. This is now making the brand new Hitman game, which is how it's going to be. Live service game, live updates, all in one. This comes out on everything. Never Awake comes to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch anniversary wonder boy collection comes up also on the playstation 5 playstation 4 and switch and on friday horror fans i know you've been waiting for this one the dead space remake makes its way to the pc series x and playstation 5
2: a lot of big games coming out
1: a lot of big games coming out indeed uh it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be good to see uh we'll finally get some like real final thoughts on Forspoken, the game that's been very meh for a long time. Now there was like the initial excitement, but as more and more stuff has been shown, it has not been doing so hot. So with the game coming out on Tuesday, we'll now finally get to see if it's worth it or not.
2: Yeah. It's always a big, big test is that first week, you know,
1: it's a big test. And of course the dead space remake. I mean, uh, I know that my boy, Ryan, Mac Ryan, Mac, he'll, he's excited for dead space. So hopefully it's good. Hopefully it, uh, it it's not broken at launch like Callisto Protocol was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for what should be on your radar. And with that, it's time for us to now dive into our main focus. Here is what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge.
0: Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge.
1: And uh, our first topic of the day uh, uh, cue the pirate music is what I would say <laughs> if I uh played, if I played uh, other things <laughs> I would probably specifically play that one song from Lazy Town uh,
2: yeah <laughs>
1: but uh we're talking Sea of Thieves which uh you also here is well well versed in well well versed in <laughs> so Let's start. What did you start playing Sea of Thieves?
2: Yeah. So I started playing Sea of Thieves um, just about uh, maybe two and a half years ago. I think 2020 was pretty much kind of when I got got going in it. And um, I had heard about the game and I had watched the game for a while before that, like kind of at launch. I remember, you know, one of the big streamers who used to play it a lot was Summit. And there was a handful of other streamers who played it as well um but the game wasn't very uh I don't, I don't know the best way to say it um wasn't really immersive as like or as detailed as it could have been i think i think the the baseline of the game was fine you know it was it was an open or an open sandbox pirate game where you can get on a boat with you know two three or four people different sized boats and play against other other crews in the seas you can go find buried treasure and and, you know, uh do little missions and tasks and whatnot. Um, but as the game kind of moved on, it kind of lost a, a decent amount of players, the game kind of slowed down and they kind of revamped the whole thing. And that's that's kind of when I got in, is when they when they made the big revamps uh about two, two and a half years ago. Um they started a season progression system, um, which was really, you know, obviously that's kind of the mold that a lot of games are going by nowadays, is you know, season rewards and cosmetics, etc and um <clears throat> once they started doing that they started you know constant updates different things changing different missions they kind of um moved on from the baseline of what the game used to be and kind of really expanded it in a way that uh, i think a lot of players and a lot of the community um really liked and um it hooked me almost immediately i think i think i played it for like it was it was mainly a crew of <clears throat> three people uh it was me and I, I mentioned wild bill and drew earlier the two that also played power wash simulator but we used to play sea of thieves and i mean every day for hours after like we'd, we'd get home from work and we would just hop on and we would sail the seas and it was i mean just a wonderful time it was so much fun and the new and obviously you know things change and they they make some updates and additions. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great uh, two and a half years of of sailing on the seas. I never thought a pirate game would immerse me as much as this one has.
1: I mean, right (laughs) now it's doing what Ubisoft is delaying for a lot of people as uh, skull and bones delayed once again for like another month. Uh so it's definitely filling in that pirate game void that uh, people crave.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I think I think the one thing that they they really did well is really emphasize the story and the lore. Um, that that a lot of you know a lot of sandbox style games just kind of let people do their own thing, and that's that that's fine. I think that works because it's a sandbox, obviously. Um, but Sea of Thieves has done a really good job with like external. Um, media as well. There are there are books um, about the Sea of Thieves lore and the different NPCs in the game um, <clears> that you can learn more about them. Uh, they have Easter eggs all over the game uh, related to those to the to that lore. And then obviously they have like a mainline story mode. But the cool thing about the story mode, um, it's in the form of tall tales, obviously in pirate fashion. Um, <laughs> but the story mode is actually still in the main game like you don't you don't do a story mode separate while you're doing the story mode the tall tales you're still in the sandbox with the other players that might be in your server um, and i think that adds like a good twist about it of you know if you're doing a tall tale and you you catch some other or you see some other pirates um you know they might choose to engage in a fight with you like that's just kind of the reality is sometimes they might do that and that can be a downside obviously you're just trying to do the story mode you're just trying to uh, you know complete some missions or whatever but you know it's a pirate game and there are people that will try to sink you and some people will realize you're doing a tall tale and some people will even join you and that's the really cool thing about the the community is is you know a good amount of the pirates on the seas are 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 pretty good people and they'll you know they'll see you doing something or they'll see you struggling with the with a section of the tall tale and they'll they'll try to help you out and show you show you the way and it's it's really cool it's really cool to see that type of collaboration between players
1: um so the few things i know back when i watched sea of thieves content were i think when i like fell off of like watching it the megalodon was like just added into the game
2: oh wow so that's a yeah that's a long time ago it is
1: a long time ago <laughs> uh have you have you ever fought the megalodon and uh, have you been victorious against it
2: yeah so there's actually um five megalodons in sea of thieves there are five different types of megalodons each varying uh visually with like their color and their appearance and also in like difficulty um <clears throat> so the four common ones and i say common because there's one that's nearly impossible to find. Um, There's the Hungering One, the Crusted Queen, the Shadow Maw, and the Ancient Terror. Those are all relatively equal spawn rates. Um, So they're, they're kind of randomly spawned throughout the map. There can only be like one Megalodon on a server at a time. Uh, and a bunch of other you know coding rules and whatnot but the they're they're kind of spread out by difficulty the the hungering one is the easiest to take down it's pretty quick, and the ancient terror is the second hardest to take down um but again they're not they're not incredibly difficult um once you kind of have the hang of the game, but you can shoot them with cannons you can shoot them with your uh with your guns as well um <clears throat> and they kind of swim around your boat and kind of torment you and they'll they'll come charging at your boat and poke some holes in in your ship and it'll start to sink and you got to repair the ship, blah, blah, blah. But it's, uh, the one, the fifth one is, is, is the magical one. It's the, uh, it's the, (laughs) the extremely rare shrouded ghost. And, uh, when I say this and I mean it, there are streamers who have 5,000, 10,000 hours in this game and have never seen the shrouded ghost. It is such a low spawn rate and it is so unfortunate because there are players who've played for like 15 to 20 hours and found the shrouded ghost and took him down and there are players like i said with 5 to 10,000 hours who have Nine. never seen it and may God. never see it. Yeah, it's it's insane and when you do take down the shrouded ghost, you get a title, the hunter the of the shrouded ghost. Um so if you see a player um above them, above their character, you'll see their username uh and their title and they can Select from uh, a bunch of titles just based on uh, like you can do a mission and you can unlock a title for doing that mission, Um, you know, similar to uh, I'm thinking like Call of Duty or something like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely emblems.
1: Honestly, right now I'm about to say this game is has a lot of similarities to the very popular MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV that has a free trial and includes the entirety of a realm reborn and the award winning Heavensward Sword up to level sixty with no restrictions on playtime.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's um it, it's it's got that like if you see a player that has the hunter of the Shrouded Ghost, you almost say like man, like you're so lucky. I can't believe you found the Shrouded Ghost because it's it's so so incredibly rare to find. But hey, someday maybe I'll find it. You know, hey, and if I do, I will call all of my Sea of Thieves friends and tell them to get into my lobby because <laughs> it is so it's rare here. to do it. Yeah, it's here. We found the Shroud of Ghosts. Hop in my lobby. Hurry. But go, yeah, it's go, uh, go. <laughs> That's one of the, that's definitely one of the cool features in the game is the Megalodons and, uh, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun uh
1: one thing that stood out which i think revived like a lot of people getting into the game uh on like mass droves even some new players was when they announced that they were collaborating with pirates of the caribbean
2: yeah so that was a huge collaboration and w- when when it first uh there was a trailer that dropped we couldn't believe it we we you know uh rare studios and and collaborating with disney is just like i mean it's kind of out of the blue and it's it, rare is not a huge uh you know massive studio so it's it's pretty cool to see do you think you that know.
1: they sold the rights to banjo to disney <laughs> for this <laughs> do, you th- do you think banjo is gonna be a disney world specifically <laughs> probably splash mountain
2: <laughs> that would be something that would be something, yeah. That's, I mean, Splash Mountain is getting revamped. Oh so yeah, I, it
1: is. Oh. Yeah, I
2: actually, um, I was, I was at Disney World uh, two weeks ago, so I got to ride it for the last time. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was fun, but uh, it's uh, that was, that was a crazy collaboration, hell of a collaboration, and it worked excellent. The cool, the, you know, a lot of people were worried it was just going to be cosmetics, like oh, you can have, you can, you know, run around as Jack Sparrow or whatever, and that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong the cosmetic aspect of it is really cool but that's what people were worried about it just being but no instead of that they did five complete uh tall tales which is you know like the the story missions i was describing earlier and five completely new tall tales all centered around jack sparrow and the flying dutchman with um like similar enemies and with davy jones and yeah. So it was awesome. And, you know, the cosmetic aspect was great as well. You could, you know, buy uh, character skins related to the characters in the game or sorry, in the movies. And um, you could also have like you can have pets in the game, um, which is really cool. And uh, like I like they're just cosmetics. They're just they just walk around and follow you. But it's still really cute when you have like a little cute dog following you around but one of the cosmetics that they added one of the the pets that they added was the dog from pirates of the caribbean with the little key in his Uh, mouth. yes
1: i was about to say like (laughs) let's see the dog oh it's probably the one with the keys yeah so so
2: you can have the dog with the key in his mouth just follow you around which is really cool yeah they have a ton of other pets as well which is which is really cute they have birds uh little monkeys cats dogs wolves or not wolves is it wolves i don't know it's like a small little wolf but uh yeah it's the cosmetics in the game are are fantastic it's it's uh it adds a good touch uh, adds a good flair to you know like the the details with the cosmetics have just have only gotten greater they recently came out with an update um that allowed you to be like a captain of your boat that like so you when you load up into a server you can go to your boats and depending on what size boat you get, like you have a preset boat with certain cosmetics that you've already pre-selected and it'll load automatically into the game. And like your boat has a name. So like there's like a plate on your boat that says what your, your, uh, your boat name is. Bodie
1: McBoatface.
2: There you go. Bodie McBoatface could be your boat name. Uh, Mine is called the nautical nut. Um, For those who don't know, I I have... (laughs) <laughs> i have a nut button uh and that's been a huge part of my stream and it just you know it just sounds like this nut. so uh <laughs> the,
1: the, cl- the classic nut button everybody yeah
2: the classic nut button yeah yeah so so my boat is the nautical nut and it has a preset of cosmetics uh and they added uh a bunch a bunch of the new stuff with the captain c update was inside of the boat you could really only do like the main features of the boat with the cosmetics so you could do like you could have a certain wheel or you could have a certain capstan or certain looking cannons as well as like the outside color of the boat and the sails were like kind of the primary cosmetics yeah um but with this update in the captaincy you can get trinkets for the inside of your boat and they automatically appear there when you load into a new server Um, if you place them so like, you can get like, uh, I'm trying to think of some specific ones, but, uh, like, for example, there's like skulls and, and other type of pirate trinkets. Like you can get paintings and hang them on the inside of the boat on the wall. Um, you can put little like cups or like little bottles or whatever, like, you know, like bottles of rum or whatever. You can put them on like the little table, in your boat. And it's, it's, it's really cool. The amount of detail they've gone to really, uh, let you customize your boat. And that's, you know, a lot of people sick. really care about that. That's, that's and, awesome. That yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And I know like we usually sail on uh wild bills, uh boat, which is named Jenny. Um, I haven't confirmed, uh, with him. If that's a hundred percent related to Jenny from, uh, <clears throat> Oh my gosh. Jenny Blanky from the block. Again. No, 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 no. no. Uh, what's the movie Forrest Gump? I'm, oh. I'm not sure if it's Jenny from Forrest Gump, but whenever someone sees our boat and its name is Jenny, they always do the Jen a, yeah. Jen a. So, so we always, so we just kind of roll with that. Um, but yeah, he's got, I mean, dozens of trinkets on the inside of his boat that he's very meticulous about, and uh, <laughs> it's good to see that. Like, maybe I don't care as much about the inside of the boat. But there are players that really do go to go to the trouble of um, putting the details where they need to be and being meticulous about those sort of things. So, yeah, I mean, the updates have been just excellent. The, the people at Rare are doing an excellent job um, with keeping the game up to date and keeping people interested.
1: Um, so you've talked about a lot of the highs of this game. What are some of the lows if there are? And blow uh, so well, with game. every
2: great game, with every great game, there are its downsides. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one, and this, you'll hear this from any Sea of Thieves player um, hit registration is the most difficult thing. When you're in the middle of a fight and you pull out your uh, your um, <clears throat> your uh, sniper uh, or your blunderbuss shotgun and you shoot at another player and you see the hit marker, usually that means you hit the player right yeah well the one problem in sea of thieves is that doesn't always necessarily uh that's not always the case um i think they have a i i need to find uh the the little um (laughs) they have a they have like a line or something that they use as like a description it's like in areas of intense combat some (laughs) some uh you know bullets may appear to hit when they actually do not or something like that that's been the biggest issue (laughs) yeah yeah so that's been the biggest issue like if you're trying to snipe someone and you get a hit marker usually that means you hit them but sometimes they don't get hit and you know there's two uh two side two edges to that sword where you know sometimes i don't get hit by someone else's bullet and they're pissed about it and like they'll shoot me twice expecting me to die and then i'll i'll kill them and they'll get really mad and start talking on voice chat and be like what the heck i shot you like uh, you're cheating you're hacking you're ha- like <laughs> and i'm just like dude hit reg man sorry phantom hit bullets yeah phantom bullets no that's pretty much it and that's that's kind of the running joke is like hit reg it's it's like the biggest the biggest problem with see of these is hit reg and they keep saying they're gonna fix it and they just it just hasn't it just hasn't been it's the one fixed. thing it, that isn't getting fixed and to be fair it is difficult you know like in a in a large game like it's different in call of duty when you have a map that's you know 30 meters by 30 meters this is a massive sandbox huge sandbox dozens of islands i mean i don't know the exact size of the map but you could sail from one end to the other and it would take you like you know 20 30 minutes so it's it's not it's it's not a small map by any means yeah um and so when you have that big of a map and you're trying to register a quick shot bullet and you have server lag and and player lag and you know uh just bad ping could be a problem where one player registers a hit while the other player doesn't even show the bullet went near them um yeah those things come into play and it's just a it's a matter of the game and that that's definitely the biggest downside um i think uh some people would argue that the fact that the monetary value of the game is almost strictly cosmetics would also be a downside i don't mind it because that's kind of the point of the game um like when you do complete a mission and you sell all the loot you get gold and you can use that gold for cosmetics that's kind of the main reward from the gold is cosmetics but again that's kind of the point of the game it's it's not It's, it's supposed to be, it's about the, uh, the adventure, not the reward. And so I think that that plays into a part of it as well. So,
1: um, so aside from obviously hit phantom hits getting fixed, what other changes, additions would you like to see made to this game?
2: That's a great question. I think a lot of the, oh man, a lot of the problems that I've had previously were fixed in recent updates. Um, one of, the, one of the most frustrating things is, like, loading up your boat with supplies. So your three prim- primary supplies are your cannons, your wood for repairing your ship, and then your food, which is, like, heals. Um, so when you take damage as a player, you eat a banana. And yeah. You get, you get health back. One of the more difficult things was just, like, when you spawned in on an island, you could find supplies in the barrels at the island, but you just never knew what you were going to get. Um, and one of the things they fixed recently in an update is you can go to one of the, uh, little stores at an outpost and purchase those different supplies, uh, up to a certain amount. Like you couldn't just purchase like 500 cannons, but you could purchase like, you know, 50 or, uh, 50 cannonballs. Uh, I think it's, I think the, the purchasing one is like 30, but being able to purchase the supplies is nice. And, Because it it speeds up the process, so you're not just like running around an outpost for 20 minutes before you even set sail. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that's frustrating, right? Like Nobody wants to join in on a game and then spend the first 30 minutes of their gaming experience supplying up. And, I mean, my friend Wild Bill would, because he loves looting for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) He loves loves looting. Yeah, he's like, uh, (laughs) he'll join a server and I'll be like, hey, I'll be right back. Uh, I got to go like do something real quick. I got to make a phone call. it will be like 15 minutes or whatever. He's like, oh, no worries. I'll just loot. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, (laughs) like whatever. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm just going to loot the boat. I'm gonna get the boat ready to go. So (laughs) yeah, they've, uh, I can't really think of a change off the top of my head. um, Other than hit registration. That's like obviously the major one. I wish they'd commit more resources to that. But yeah, I think, I think uh, tall tales would be the next thing. I think, you know, There are, there's nine primary Tall Tales, uh, two additional ones, and then two additional ones that were added, and then the five uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Tall Tales. I think it's been, I think it's been more than a year since the Pirates of the Caribbean collaboration, and there hasn't been any new Tall Tales. I think that's another thing they could do, and I think they're working on that, because they've they've started to do um, kind of like weekly or bi-weekly adventures which are like little mini tall tales, but sometimes they just take too long and they're like not really too impactful to the game and the cosmetics they give you for completing them are not too important or valuable. Or they're just like, Oh, here's a compass. Like I I don't really care that much about a compass. I'd rather get like a full ship set with sails and wheel and the boat, you know, just like more valuable cosmetics that actually feel like they're part of the game, not your compass that you pull out every couple you know every 20 minutes but yeah uh
1: for me with what i've heard you know what i would love to see i think it would be more like a sequel type thing if they ever did this sky pirates
2: (laughs) you know i i was listening to a streamer talk about that the other day they were saying what if what if sea of thieves was like no man's sky where the where the world was you know never ending and you could just keep going and that, that, that kind of makes me think of that sky like if they made a no man's sky version of sea of thieves i think that could be fascinating that would be you'd would have be to cool. limit you'd have to limit the map i feel like you can't i don't i don't think you I, could I have feel, it i where... feel like what
1: they would have to do is they would have to take a page out of minecraft's book to
2: figure out how they fucking do it mm-hmm. truly yeah because i think if you want to do space i, I think you, you know what th- now that you you know it keeps ideas are running into my head right now and i think <laughs> this can work I think this can work, Tony. Do you want to? Do you want to s- start developing a video game? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't have this. I know a guy.
2: Uh, oh, I-, I know a guy. Go. I gotta I gotta
1: show up to his house so- someday in a Sonic One Z to be in his knee- beat in his kneecaps. But uh,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure after that, I think we could get Dion on board.
2: There you go. Yeah, I think uh, th- we're moving in the right direction here. Space Sea of Thieves, where it's just no man's sky you're flying around but you can like steal other you can like shoot down other people's ships and take their loot and it basically sell it adds somewhere more of for... a
1: multiplayer aspect to yeah, no man's yeah Sky doesn't really just ha- really have a lot of that
2: right not like a not a not a clear one not yeah. one where that's the intention you know sea of thieves is like the intention is part one do missions and obtain loot and sell it or part two Player and player interaction. In part three, so, talk
1: like a pirate the entire time.
2: Yes, get immersed. <laughs> there is nothing better than getting immersed and confusing other players by pretending like you're or RP, just RP, just role play, pretend you're an actual pirate and confuse everyone else in the server. <laughs> like, hey man,
1: <laughs> the more and more that this is talked about, I'm like man, this is just this is just Final Fantasy 14 on the ocean. That's basically what this game is, uh, with the difference being there's, I, I, I mean, there's no erotic role-playing yet.
2: <clears throat> well, let me tell you about my friend, Wild Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. No, you can never escape it.
2: <laughs> ah! Oh, God. It's all over again. <laughs>
1: Anyways.
2: Oh, it's too funny. <laughs> uh
1: I think a good way to wrap up this segment. What are some of your favorite moments that you've had playing this game and like favorite Easter eggs that you found? Yeah.
2: And uh for sure. And this one, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I think a lot of Sea of Thieves players know about this one, but not necessarily everyone's completed it. Um there is a uh <clears throat> data analyst at Rare, um, and his name was James White. Um, and he helped obviously work on the game, uh, Sea of Thieves. And unfortunately in 2020, um, he did pass away. Um, and it was a very sad, uh, obviously a very sad thing, very heartbreaking thing for the studio. Um, but what Sea of Thieves and Rare decided to do was put an Easter egg into the game, um, called Glitterbeard. And, um, it's easily one of my favorite. Easter eggs in the game, and any chance I get to do the Easter egg, I do it. Um, I think I've probably done it like three or four times. The problem is, you need multiple uh, players, you can't just have your crew. <clears throat> so, the secret is that you need eight total players. So, keep in mind that a crew can be two, three, or one through four players. So, if you're on a big galleon ship with four players, you have to find a whole nother galleon just to do this trick and convince them to do it or if, if you're on a sloop with two players like you have to find multiple yeah. boats to be able to do the trick and it's really cool basically you go to one of the islands with all eight players and there's a tree that has a bunch of uh, unlit like lanterns on it and um it only works as the sun is setting um and so you there's eight different spots um, around that tree. And they're like, you can tell, they're they're marked with like uh, kind of, it looks like someone's been standing there. Like it's not grassy, it's like kind of sandy um, while the rest of it's grass. And so eight players have to stand in that circle in a specific location. So um, you start playing a song as the sun is going down, but you have to have the instruments correct. There's four instruments. And so you have to... Th- each instrument has to be in a specific place for it to work. So it's a very specific, very detailed uh, Easter egg that you can, and if you mess up, you have to wait 20 minutes until, because I think the game days are 20 minutes, 20 or 25, I think about 20 minutes. So if you mess it up as the sun's going down, you have to wait 20 minutes to do it again. Uh, 20 or 30 minutes, I don't remember exactly. But um, So all eight players have to start playing the song at a specific time as the sun's going down. And the tree lanterns will start to light up the actual song um, that uh, is being played will like play over over just your instruments like the actual song will play. And so once the sun goes down, all the lanterns are lit and the tree will light up and it's a beautiful tribute. And what happens is after the song is over, uh, one of the rocks nearby opens up a, a secret door and you get to go into a secret layer. Uh, which is Glitterbeard's lair, um, with all his uh little trinkets and everything like that. And it, it, they have like this really touching tribute where it's it's Glitterbeard's notes. Um and that was like the nickname of the the uh the data analyst was was Glitterbeard. And so uh like that was his pirate name. And so they made it after him. Um really heartfelt addition to the game. Um and just easily my favorite like it brings me to tears like it's brought me to tears multiple times like doing the Easter egg and uh, I'd highly recommend if you're you know if you find a bunch of players in Sea of Thieves to try it out. Um, there's instructions on how to do it online, like specifically like where the instruments go, etc. Um, but yeah, it by far my favorite addition or my favorite part of the game is glitter beard, and uh you get. To, like a cosmetic, where you have glitter in your beard. Once you do it, <laughs> that's awesome. So I, yeah. So my pirate always has the glitter beard on. So uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool.
1: That's that's pretty awesome. That's that's dope. That's
2: yeah, so it's, dope yeah it's really cool i mean the huge huge shout out to rare for for doing something so like emotionally impactful into their game uh from someone that they that they lost so it's 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 really beautiful it really is is
1: there anything else you want to add on sea of thieves before we move on to our second topic of the day
2: <laughs> I, th- I think i've talked to your ear off so I, think I'm, I think i'm pretty good i think uh if if anyone isn't sold on the game, you can come talk to me. I'll I'll, I'll sell you on it.
1: <laughs> I, heck, I could sell a couple people. L- like I said earlier, Final Fantasy fourteen in the middle of the ocean. That's what this <laughs> game sounds like. So yeah. uh, that's uh that's it's pretty good. I've wanted to get into this game for a while, and uh, I think this might speed up my process of getting into it
2: hey tony you hit me up and we'll we'll sail the seas together heck i'll yeah. show you the ropes i'll show you the ropes
1: <laughs> heck yeah dude all righty uh with that it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day uh we're talking gaming streaming and uh the burnout that you can get sometimes from it because a lot of people they, you experience burnout with a lot of different things and gaming is no exception uh, so, what was the last time you felt like some genuine burnout?
2: Oh man, I, I could, I could go on for a while. Uh, even even recently, I've had um, a little bit of an experience with it. Uh, for me, it was uh, Fall Guys started a season progression system not too long ago, probably six to eight months ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but Fall Guys kind of started a season progression system, and it kind of encouraged me to get back into the game. That lasted about. I mean, to be fair, it lasted a decent amount of time. Like, I think I played the game pretty consistently for like six months, maybe five or six months. And it was a lot of fun. It, it was fun. Like, it was a good. Uh, it was a pretty commonplace game in my in my uh, uh, like streaming schedule where I pretty much that was like the main game for a while. And I think after like four or five months, I was like, man, like, oh gosh, this game is getting repetitive and it's getting boring and i'm exhausted and and i felt myself kind of dragging to uh even turn on the stream because i just didn't want to play fall guys i didn't want to play fall guys and there wasn't a lot of other games that i was really interested in playing at the time see i was kind of recovering from a sea of thieves burnout as well funny enough um thankfully they have made a lot of updates recently uh to pvp to kind of encourage players to get back into it, and I've had a ton of fun with it. I'm completely back in, immersed with Sea of Thieves. But um, yeah, Fall Guys was definitely one of the games that I experienced a burnout, and it was it was it was bad. It was it was it was bad. Um, how about yourself? Is there any game recently that you've like played a lot with friends or something, and you were just like, man, like I can't do it anymore?
1: Oh boy, boy, oh boy. Let, let's talk about a good old game called uh final fantasy 14. <laughs> now, after all this, after talk. all this, ta- <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I think, when was it? I did experience like a decent burnout with it. Maybe around the time I ended, when was it? was it? When I ended heaven's ward, it was around the time I ended heaven's ward. And it was like about to go into Stormblood. I think I took a month off of that game just to play other things. It was good. I needed that so badly. Yeah. Uh I get back into the game with Stormblood, do everything that has to offer. And then I take like more or less a content break from the game where I didn't touch the main story for a while. And then Shadowbringers I just finished. And like as I was like nearing the end with Shadowbringers, I'm like, okay, I need to. Put this game. I need to stop playing this game. Like, ca- I need to stop playing it casual- casually, casually, because I will be burned out from this game. And so that's what the case is now. I now that I've done the main story of Shadowbringers, it is now perpetually my stream game, where it's like because I st- it's I'm part burnt out from it, but part, but not entirely burnt out. It's like right on that cusp, and it's like okay, I I need that gauge to go back from. I'm burnt out to, okay, I'm feeling good again about the game and I can play it casually again when I've done everything else.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a good way to go about it is, you know, you, when you do feel that burnout and you're like, man, like I can't play this game anymore, especially from a streaming perspective. And I'm sure you felt this way too. And many other streamers have, um, where they feel like the game and them, the streamer are kind of hand in hand. um, and I think you know it's it's kind of a dangerous thing to do that to yourself uh just because you know when you start thinking like that you feel like you have to force yourself to play that game um I don't know if you've ever felt that way and that's kind of why I've kind of veered away from sticking to one game um but even even if you are kind of a i don't want to say a one trick pony but that's that's kind of a it's kind of a a uh, bad way to say it but if you do feel like that game is is your one game then even even just taking a day off of streaming and playing something else can help a ton it really it really you know?
1: does and i mean you and i both hang around hang around a lot of people who are one trick ponies because that's what speed mm-hmm. speed runners are they play that speed one running, game over yeah. and over again and it's a mentality that they have that i could never have like when i got into sa2 speed running doing hero I, I, I did that for maybe like a good couple, like a month or two. And I'm like, I don't have the mentality <laughs> I'm the same way. to put over a thousand hours into this game.
2: Oh, for sure. And I think the people that do, honestly, bravo. Yeah. It's it's impressive. It's extremely impressive. Um, I think there's a reason that they're at the top of the top of that game uh, is because they don't get burnt out of that game. Or if they do, they have very good ways of countering that burnout. To the point where they can still be successful at the highest level so you know huge huge props to all this, all those gamers that are able to to pull out of that rut and keep keep moving but yeah i, I think uh we do we, we do know a handful of people and speed running sa2 i was the same way i think i did it for I think I did it for like two months in 2019 and then I came back to SA2 this past year and I only did it for like a month and a half two months again and then I stopped I was like yeah that's enough for me I hit like 30 minutes on hero and I was like I'm done oh hey, hey that's better than,
1: <laughs> that's better than me that's better. Ba- I think I I, I I don't I don't even have a sub 50 in that game for hero oh
2: gotcha I mean it's hard it is so it's very hard. hard like it,
1: if and, you don't practice like that's the other thing yeah. is like you gotta play that you gotta play like off of your stream hours as well it's practice you
2: really do and and you know like even like um final rush uh final rush skip like yeah you can do it but then like you can do it and you can practice it 10 times successfully in a row and then you do the entire run and you're on a great run and then you fail it three times and then you 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 run out of lives and then you go back into the game and then you're like oh my god well there's there goes any chance of pbing it's just yeah it's it's a it's an interesting game, SAT. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it from the casual sense, just so I don't get burnt. No, out
1: honestly, it. yeah. Like I think that's the nice thing I've gotten from speedrunning is uh, when you watch like full, like hundred percent playthroughs. It's like, oh, hey, I could probably implement that small speed strategy here to help me do that better and whatnot. And like I did that uh, with Froggun as I was talking with Trader last week uh, when he did. Uh, his speed run. I use some of those speed techniques to help get the speed medals because they're really good at what they do.
2: Yeah, no, there's, there's some gamers. There's some gamers. It's, it's funny that we talk about that. Cause I, I completely forgot about my first ever, like true gaming burnout. And it was, um, so I started, uh, streaming 20, late 2018 and I became an affiliate in January, 2019. And, the game that I kind of started with was, um, Mario Odyssey. And I don't know if you have you do you follow any Mario Odyssey speed. Runners? I
1: followed, uh, I mean, it's the reason I follow Smallant is because he was a Mario Odyssey speedrunner uh, back way back when.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I kind of, uh, got in with that wind a little bit and there were a lot of people on that Mario Odyssey train and I, felt like and i I, don't get me wrong i wasn't the top of the top i had a 108 which at the time people were fighting for sub hour at that time um and i had a one hour and eight minutes time and which was good for me i was happy with it because that was like the first game i ever really speed ran and i was trying to push it down and i was still in school at the time and i was graduating that spring um so for those five months leading up to graduation I was playing that game almost every day and like I have school to think about, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to I was trying to make sure I graduated with a certain GPA and uh certain things like that and I was playing, you know, Mario Odyssey, Mario Odyssey, Mario Odyssey it was like the only thing on my brain. I was trying to learn like all the hard skips because that was kind of the next step once you get to like 107, 106, 105, your next step is to do like the really tough stuff. Uh And I just could never really get the hang of it. And by the time it was May, it was time to graduate. And I was completely burned, completely burned out from the game. Didn't even want to look at it. And it stinks because that game is so good. Mario Odyssey is a fantastic video game. It is. And for like a year, I didn't even touch the game. Wow. After that. Yeah. And I think um, uh, I kind of transitioned so I graduated and I had to move out to Georgia at that time because that was where I found a job. But so I kind of like put streaming on the back burner for a while and it was like, it was kind of like, you know, uh, it's kind of sad. It was like, dang, like I I had all this goodwill brought up with this game and now I just don't even want to touch it. And I don't even want to stream because I can't, I don't know another game. Thankfully, uh, about six months later, um, Sea of Thieves popped into my life. <laughs> we found <laughs> another one. So it was good. It was, it was a good it was a good touch in 2020 when Sea of Thieves, when me and my friends started getting into Sea of Thieves. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely tough to combat game burnout. But hey, you know, my biggest advice, and I think you can attest to this too, is if you're just burnt out of a game, you know, find a different game for a little bit, and then you can always go back to that game if you feel like you miss it or whatever, and it'll kind of ease the burnout speed running I, I don't have advice if, if you're if you're one of the people that can just <laughs> grind it out forever good for you yeah if you can't maybe speedrun. i mean i don't want to discourage people from speed running but there is a reason that these people are willing to grind for so long is that they're they're built they have that mentality and yeah they're built different and truly truly built different <laughs> and you know props to them and i would encourage anyone who wants that mentality to keep grinding and if, if you want to keep doing that keep doing it go for it
1: just, absolutely you know, it's absolutely like that, and another good way to combat burnout is just having a balance of like everything else. Like save mm. that one game for that 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 you're feeling that burnout with. Save it. Play play a game. Play it x amount of days a week, or it's like dedicate a day for that that game, and then slowly just work your way back until you have like your consistent schedule with how you want you how what games you want to play and how you want to do things that's really that's really all it comes down to
2: yeah I I agree 100% and I think you know balancing like you said not only gaming but you know everything else making sure everything in life is still in order I think I think helps uh, build up excitement for that game so like if you're you know for example you could give yourself like a self-rule kind of thing where you say like well when i when i do this this and this then i'll play my game you'll be more excited to play the game rather than i'm gonna let my life sit on the back burner and then i'm gonna play the game unlimited amounts of hours until i'm sick of it you know i think that can help too yeah it definitely
1: does (laughs)
2: it's it definitely does the grind mentality is kind of what a lot of people think is the best way to go about gaming and it's like it's it can be painful it can really be troublesome if
1: you're not prepared for what it can do and you're not mentally prepared for that then yeah it's it's more
2: of a harm than a help games are supposed to be fun yes you know at the end of the day games are
1: supposed to be fun and if you're not having fun then you're not gaming
2: and if you're a competitive gamer you're you're different (laughs) (laughs) go for it go for it go if you're in a competitive scene that's this is completely different from competitive scene oh god (laughs) if you're trying to make make bank off of it then hey you know what (laughs) you do exactly what you need to do if you're trying to
1: get into the (laughs) esports league i have two pieces of advice one good luck and two avoid panda global
2: and three, don't listen to my advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, yeah, they yeah. I mean, wow, well, esports scene is going crazy. Nowadays. It's going nuts.
1: It's definitely yeah. nuts. Uh, is there, It's cool though. It's cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, also, or is that is that it?
2: Oh gosh, I think uh, I think that's like I said. I think I've talked your ear off today. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, all righty then. Well, with that then, it's time for us
1: to start closing things out and head into the bonus level.
0: Community Q&As. A look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level.
1: And starting off, we're, we got this week in gaming history. This is what happened in the past from January 23rd to 29th. Uh, starting off on the 23rd, 2002... Sony began selling a PlayStation 1 with a plug-in LCD screen for 200 US dollars. 2004-1994, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for the Genesis in North America. So that turns, uh, six, oh wow, so next year it'll be 30. Yeah. Wow,
2: that's that's crazy to think, wow. I still remember playing 2D Sonic games back in the day
1: i vaguely remember playing them i played them on the mega collection that was my introduction yeah the the mega
2: collection was great you know what my favorite game in the mega collection was i'm going off topic oh okay
1: god was it
2: think think outside dr robotnik's
1: mean bean machine yes the mean bean machine
2: you nailed it it was honestly
1: (laughs) not gonna lie that was probably my favorite as well with sonic 3d blast being second
2: yes oh my gosh Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I remember playing that game so, so much. I never beat it as a kid.
1: I, my brother. <laughs> I, I never, never beat it either, it. but my <laughs> brother beat it. He beat it like multiple times.
2: That's crazy. It was hard. It's a hard game. I think that was I mean, I It's, it's, it. it's just, hard as a kid. Uh, going
1: back to it now, I could probably do better because it's just uh, Puyo Puyo yeah that's all it
2: is i'm curious i'm curious if i could beat it now like i don't know i haven't tried in so many years it's been like 20 years <laughs> oh I played it. I <laughs> or i think I, yeah i think i was like oh no because i had on Mega collection so i was like probably just under 10 years old still trying but yeah i don't know uh well i, I might have to i might go find it heck yeah <laughs> let's go Uh,
1: On the 25th, 2003, Capcom released the polarizing Devil May Cry 2 for the PlayStation 2 in North America. And I say polarizing because even though the gameplay is great and a step up from the first one, what the fuck was that story? I'm sorry, Capcom, what the fuck? Uh, Thursday, the 26th, 1987, in Japan, Enix released Dragon Quest 2 for the Famicom. On the 27th, Two thousand four, Sega released Sonic Heroes for the Xbox, GameCube, and PlayStation Two in North America.
2: Hell yeah! And the iconic, the iconic music with the intro sequence—so great,
1: so <laughs> so great.
2: Twenty uh, eighth, two thousand twenty-two, last year,
1: Pokemon Legends Arceus was released for the Nintendo Switch. Did you play that one? i did I, I i am a pokemon fan i have i am missing three pokemon in my living decks at home
2: oh wow yeah i that was the first one i picked up in a long time and i i played through it and uh i liked it a lot i think um i need to get the i need to get the new one that just came Scarlet out Violet, you know Scarlet what they're, Violet. they
1: are they're pretty good
2: they are pretty they good they were the the only thing that deterred me initially is within the first week, all of the bugs. yes, Yeah, that, that's... So uh, I hope they've fixed a few. They,
1: I, I believe they have, and I believe, like, they've set a update for February for, like, with okay. the, the new raids that are coming out with the Greninja. We, we now know, also, by the way, we now know, I believe I talked about it, like, a week or two ago, uh, the poison-type terror Raid that uh, we were like, we don't know what the Pokemon is. It's Greninja, I believe it's specifically Battle Bond Greninja as well, which is the one that can transform into Ash Greninja.
2: Yeah, I might have to... Well, Nintendo doesn't put their games on sale barely ever, but if I see it on sale, I'll probably pick that one up. Heck yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: And lastly, on the 29th, 1998, Square released Final Fantasy Tactics for the PlayStation in North America. The Achievement of the Week is in Persona 3 Portable, Going Nova, which is to deal 999 damage in one attack. And the game of the week is going to the Dead Space Remake. And with that, Oso, thank you for coming on the
2: podcast. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.
1: It it absolutely was. Uh, Where can we find you on the internet?
2: Yeah, so you can uh, catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash osodubs. as well as Twitter, just at OsoDubs. And I haven't really dabbled too much into the YouTube game, but if you want to get ahead of that one, we'll, it's it's there. Uh, OsoDubs on YouTube is, is there as well. So, um, you know, you can find me at those three places. And um, I stream fairly, not like a clean schedule, but I'll usually start around 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, on weekdays. And then weekends is mostly just like if, if i'm feeling up to it on saturday i'll hop on the afternoon evening um but yeah it's about two to four days on during the week 7 p.m eastern time you can find
1: me uh at radio tony on twitter and at tony's game lounge everywhere else uh that is twitch twitch.tv slash tony's game lounge youtube tiktok instagram everywhere else tony's game lounge that's where you can find me we uh we stream when we can because I work part-time at a radio station, so my schedule's not always the most concise. Uh, Thank you once again, Oso. It was absolutely a blast to learn everything about Sea of Thieves today.
2: <laughs> absolutely, Tony. Thanks for having me.
1: And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Be sure to like, follow, share the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, it just helps us grow in the long run. And... I will be back next week with a brand new episode right here in the Game Lounge.
0: Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.